I went into the juice press near my apartment and the guy who works there has got to be the greatest employee of a place like that that I've ever encountered. Is just so in the best mood. He is so helpful. I go in yesterday and he seems like down and he just seems like he's in a bad mood. And I'm like, what's up, man? Like, how you doing? And he's like, ah, oh, man, he's like, really, I'm just not having a good day. I meet up with Hillary on the street. And she was like, should we get him a present? And I was like, Oh, that's really nice. And we decide, we're like, oh, let's give him an Amazon gift card. She splits it with me too. We give the guy, and we're like, hey, dude, like, we know you're having a bad day, so we want to give you a little gift. And he was like, oh, man. And then he just gave me the biggest hug only. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. Julian Francis here. Yeah. What's up, bro? Buddy boy. What's up, dog? I like that sweat sweater you got there, that green sweater. Thank you. Thank you. Very yeah. comfortable. Um, how you doing? I'm well. I am uh I'm very happy to be home this weekend. Um because after this weekend it's uh it's gonna be really intense for a while. Oh, like just being on the road constantly and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Boston, big weekend in Boston, not this weekend, but or yeah, as as of this episode, I will be performing tonight. Tomorrow or uh, Thursday? Yep. Cool, Thursday, cool. Friday, Saturday, Boston, Laugh Boston. If you're uh, if you don't have tickets, come out. I hope to see you guys. FrancisSells.com. Yeah. All right. Quick plug out of the way. Hell yeah, dude. Then I'm going to Scotland with my dad. Oh, fun. The golf. Father son golf. Good. Little G. It, you ha- it's been a while since you guys have done we it. We haven't right? done it in many years. I'm excited. Can't wait to be with my old man. That's really fun, man. You know? What course are you guys gonna play? Oh, we're gonna play I don't know, seven courses. Oh wow. So how long is the trip? Uh, probably just four, four or five days. Nice. Um, but we're going to go. We can't play the old course in St. Andrews because they're prepping it for the open. For the open. Have you played it before? I've played it twice. What a great course. Have you played it? No, I've just seen the British open. It's the coolest thing. It's sick, dude. Um, it is an experience where even if you're not a golfer, uh, you arrive in the town of St. Andrews, which is really cool town. It's a college town, you know, with like one of the oldest universities in the world um nice and the whole town is built around this golf course which is the oldest golf course i think it's one of, or one of the oldest golf courses in the world cool. and you arrive and all of a sudden you're standing you walk down a street or whatever and all of a sudden you're standing overlooking the 18th green and you feel as familiar with that site if you are somewhat of a golf fan as I was the first time I saw the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Like instantly there's yeah. this wave of familiarity because I've seen so many British Opens played right. at St. Andrews and all of a sudden you're standing on the green basically. Yeah, I, I've always felt like seeing something on TV versus just seeing it is never really a spoiler because of how different it is. Yeah, And it's also fun to compare it. Whereas like experiential things are the things that can be spoilers, in my opinion, like cultural things that you didn't know about. Mm. Not that that matters, but like Mount Rushmore. Give me an example. Yeah. Like if you go to, for example, if you go somewhere and Iraq is an easy one, like every single person wanting to be on, on, in my video, how nice everybody was, you know, stuff like that. If I had known more about that going in, it would have ruined the trip a little bit. 
Oh. Even though, gotcha. you know, it would have definitely softened some of the nerves, which mm-hmm. would have been nice. Uh, but that kind of thing. But like, for example, Mount Rushmore, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. an example of something where I saw that in person. And I thought it was, I was really impressed by it in person. I would love to see Mount Rushmore. I've never seen it. Dude, South Dakota's sick. Really? So cool. Yeah. Mm. There's so much good shit there. It's a beautiful state. Cool. Um, dude, speaking of which, you're one of your buddies. Francis linked me up with one of his buddies who's like a big NFT guy. Mm. And he actually <laughs> gave me a recommendation, which is oh, fun that you no. might actually, you might like this one. It's a membership to like a web three golf course. So like somehow buying the NFT, like gives you access to like this real golf. And apparently there's like a bunch of celebrities involved and every high profile NFT project has celebrities involved. Anyway, your buddy, your buddy was like, dude, it'll either like be amazing or it'll completely flop like every other NFT. I'm like, completely fine. Thanks for the disclaimer. But I'll take you some time. <laughs> <laughs> Unclear where there are. For the, the record, I linked Julio up with this guy that I'm friends with who his his whole living, I think, is made on, on NFTs. Um, and he lives in Puerto Rico and he's one of those people who have yeah. sought, you know, tax shelter. Uh, Bless his heart. As a, and is just trading crypto and, and NFTs and stuff down there. Um. So he knows what he's as, as as far as he can. He knows what he's doing, and I linked him up with Julio because I said to him, "Hey man, I is the bottom go, about to fall out of the whole NFT market? I'm worried about my friend. Uh, maybe I maybe maybe the two of you could talk." My thought I didn't say that to him, but I was like, "I don't, I don't want you to get caught holding all these things Bro, when they go to zero. Don't worry. Like I'm, well, I know you control. know what you do, but I, gotta, I thought I'm, I, I understand the concern, but I don't, I don't think you need to be concerned about me. Absolutely. Even so, if, if I ever know somebody in the world that is like oh. an expert on something, please. And then someone I know is trying to, is doing that, you know, but isn't an expert. I like to connect people. And so I kind of thought he would advise you like, Hey, maybe this is a good time to sell or, you know, maybe be careful or whatever. But instead he just started recommending more NFTs for you to buy. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what would have made you think that that's how that conversation was going to go. So <laughs> I'm just curious. I, I don't know why it wasn't. Francis has just decided he's like, NFTs, again, this- it's not you. It's that I had a, a couple other friends who do some NFT stuff and they were like, NFTs are about to go to zero. Mm-hmm. And that's what I originally texted you. I was like, right. yo, dude, people I know are saying this is a really bad thing. Well, the day that when we had this conversation, it was a it was a tough day for um, certain NFT holders. Yeah. Um, and the chickens had come home to roost or it certainly felt like they were about it's to. It's a bad day. Yeah. You know, like, when, dude, when the traditional market is having a bad day, the untraditional market is having a really bad day. Yeah. <laughs> that's sort of Spot like. On. <laughs> Spot on. That's sort of the unfortunate reality of the situation. So I uh texted that to you and you were like oh okay crap like what are they saying and when you said that to me i was like you know what maybe i'll just go straight to the source mm-hmm. um yeah i appreciate you and that. i was like I, I reached out to that guy and i was like yo dude what do you think about nfts like a buddy of mine is is in it uh and I, he was like he sent me a couple thoughts and then i was like you know what i just want to connect them personally. i appreciate did he so that was funny the guy that was the sort of chain of thought yeah um it wasn't like, hey, can you tell my friend to be careful? It wasn't like, uh, right, 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 right. I, I wasn't being like condescending. I trust okay. you. And, you know, well, also- dude, listen, I, it's, I know what I'm doing in the sense of I know that it's a very risky thing that I'm doing. I, I don't think anybody knows what they're doing. Yeah. 
Uh, so far, it's been all right, and I hope to you know keep catching W's. Got it. Can um, you? Will you tell us? Will you tell us if big things happen in either direction? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you that I've gotten smoked on Amazon, which I remember I was bragging about how. And of course, now when you make a bunch of money on something, the worst thing you can do is put it all in something else, which I would never do that. So fortunately. A lot of money I had to like, you know, pay my taxes. And then I took a bunch of tax deductions from like contributions to like very conservative things, which is really nice. And thank God the timing worked out nicely. But I took a nice little piece of some of my big uh, moves and bought a bunch of Amazon wow. before they had their like shitty. Uh, but dude, whatever. I stand. I, mean, I stand by that play. If there was ever a safe stock to bet on, mm-hmm. I would have thought Amazon was. You know, well, you can't go wrong. Yeah, you you know, there. You, if if you, uh, this is just like stupid for me to even be saying. This is not financial advice. This is what I think, and I might be right or wrong. But you know, and you've said this before too. It's you can't get too hung up on when you're doing things because if you're doing things that you deem to be the right thing over a period of time, you will reap the benefits of that. Even if you happen to make a bad move during a time before shit goes, you know what I mean? Yeah. As long as you're regularly doing things, you're going to hopefully make some cash. So yeah, I will let you know if I get completely smoked on NFTs. I have not yet knock on wood. Um, but I did buy something that was a little expensive and time will tell. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I feel pretty confident still. Um, but if it were to go completely to zero, it wouldn't be catastrophic either. So Uh Uh that's where we're at. Um, I say that to myself all the time that some of the investments that I've made, if it were to go to zero, it wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be broken over it. It's important to be and it's to, to try to get yourself to that place yes, because but, it's stressful to be in a place where if it did go to zero, you would, it would crush you. But I don't know. I don't, I say it and I don't know if it's how true you would actually feel right. because I've never had anything go to zero. Yeah. Right. And I don't know how that what that would do to my psyche. Right. So okay, but so this is my my thought. If you bought something that was expensive and it's doing really bad, if that feels terrible, that is probably similar to what you'll feel like when it, if it goes to zero, but mm-hmm. just that'll be worse. If you don't care, then you're probably in a good place. Okay. You know? Like yeah. If something you bought goes down 60% like that and you're like, "Eh, whatever." You're probably in a good comfort zone. Fair enough. Okay. That's what I think. Yeah. Might be wrong. Okay. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical an industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Um, well, dude, I have a, a thing I want to I want to bring up here. Good. Um, I have this exercise that I do that I recommend to everybody. A good way to sort of do spring cleaning your iCloud it's also a nice way to connect with your memories. So this is what I like to do. Mm. I will go through my camera roll periodically 
and I'll go through a certain period of time and delete duplicates or things that I don't care about. And in doing that, you see all your shit. Which That's is, a great thought. It's a fun exercise, and you also get to reconnect with a lot of your old memories that you might have forgotten about. Um, so I, I'll do it. I'll go for like 10-day chunks every day. Uh, wow. And I kind of record where I'm at with it so that I don't get redundant. This way, I keep space so I don't have to keep upgrading my fucking iCloud every time there's a new iPhone with bigger files, whatever, whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, dude, sometimes I'm like, I'm sadistic. Like, I... I ask myself, my 2015 self, I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Because, <laughs> so first of all, like, okay, I get, like, I'll screenshot, like, trauma-inducing conversations where I got into, like, some crazy fight with a friend or I got dropped by an agent or, like, something fucked up happened and I'll screenshot it. Why? I don't know why I would do that. I want to, like, remember it or something, but then I'll, like, go back and, like, relive the shame of the moment. Uh, or, like, a time where I overstepped and then it led to something bad happening or just like a really uncomfortable fight. Mm -hmm. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> that is really masochistic. It's crazy. Uh, unless are you just not remembering that maybe you took screenshots of those moments and then sent them to someone to look at? It's an interesting, that's a good point. I'm sure sometimes that was the case, but a lot of the time it'll just be like, my ex-girlfriend like being manipulative, which there is something interesting to it because I'll, I'll be looking at myself texting, cringing, being like, dude, Jesus. But then like, I'll get, I'll get to another text that was later that where it's like, Oh, I see where I like, it's interesting to see the progression. It's almost like a, mm. they do the like verbal history of like a sporting event through quotes and stuff. Oh yeah. Or something, yes. whatever it's okay. called, written yep. history, whatever. So it's almost like that. You're like putting the pieces together of mm -hmm. your life. That's not necessarily <laughs> the right example. Um, but dude, also just like watching the way you used to be sometimes can be like, I'm looking at myself during certain periods of time being like, dude, do less. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Like just really judging myself. And then I'll just like feel shitty about myself for the rest of the day based on my 20, oh, no. my 2018 self or whatever, whenever it was. I'm you just should like, feel better that you're not that guy anymore. And then, but yeah, then I could, then I start having this dialogue. I'm like, well, dude, maybe, you know, it's easy to see that out of context and like think that maybe you weren't that bad, but maybe I also was just like, ah, God, does it ever come with the thought that, oh, when you did that thing, there must've been so many people talking shit about yes, you dude, yes. because of that thing Definitely. or like, or man, I was so oblivious to how much people must've thought I was a fucking clown. <laughs> Totally, dude. Totally, I'm like, what a fucking ham. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you doing? Also, dude, my I had the stupidest looking hair. I had the longest. It was like, it was just terrible. <laughs> I needed I a haircut. Long hair. And dude, I even I even I screenshotted this a couple of times too. I saw a reply from somebody who I know who was like, "You're becoming that guy. Cut your hair." <laughs> Which then also just makes me feel bad, dude. It's just like. I'm like reliving these hurtful moments. I'm like, dude, why did you feel the need? Cause I'm almost like, I'll do this in like in lieu of a diary entry. But then it's like, this is shitty. Like maybe no. I'm never going to read my diary. I don't know, dude. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, I, I, I would say that I think that for most people, uh, writing in a diary is not so much about, you know, revisiting your life and looking back, but more about the process of journaling and, 
organizing your thoughts and having some reflection of your day at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know for sure. I don't know how many people go back and read their own diary. Right. Um, so maybe if you reframe it that way, you can try to take a more positive thought about why you're doing this. So, dude, I started I started a journal when I was in LA once because I had nothing happening in my life and it was like, I need to like be positive. I need to like be positive. So I'm going to make a list of like something positive to happen every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, pulled that out of my ass, by the way, not a therapist suggestion, <laughs> um, which now I'm listening. I'm reflecting. I'm like, God, oh, good for you, dude. Uh, and it turned into just be having a journal. And I realized I was like, Oh, well, this is cool because there's been times in my life where I have a memory, but I don't have a memory of what it felt like to be experiencing that memory yeah so i think the only time i'll ever reference my diary if i ever do is when i'm like huh, i wonder what that was like and then i'll be able to just go back to the specific day mm. but I don't know. interesting um i don't really do it as much anymore i have had the very narcissistic thought that i should keep a diary so that by the time the world is demanding the memoir uh- <laughs> I've already got most of it written. I thought of that too. I thought of that too. Someday I'm going to need a memoir and I'm going to want a more boots on the ground view of what happened on a certain day instead of trying to cull that memory from the distant past. Yeah, man. Cause if, after like a decade, things that happened before a decade ago, like I don't remember them that no, well, nor do which I. sucks. I don't want to not remember stuff. Right. And your memories get distorted as well. Totally. Um, so that's a that's an interesting thought, dude. Really quick, uh, I'm doing something now that I don't know that I've always done, um, which uh, is not going well. I've started breathing from my mouth more. <laughs> mouth breather. Yeah, and um, it bothers Sierra. Is it because of allergies? Yeah, I'm a little stuffed up, mm-hmm. and. But also, I think I kind of just do it <laughs> naturally. I don't know. <laughs> you tell me this. You're telling me, do you breathe more easily from your nose or your mouth? I don't know. It's mouth 100% of the time for me. I tend to be a little congested too, so probably mouth. Think about it, right? Your mouth is huge. <laughs> think about your, it's like a, it's like trying to breathe through a friggin' wind tunnel versus trying to breathe breathe through two little whistles or something i mean your nostrils are so much smaller than your mouth it's like vacuuming the floor with the little piece versus the big piece that's a better that's better (laughs) yes that's that's way better yeah the better attachment so why do we breathe from our nose well i don't know the answer to that but the point is (laughs) um if I were left to my own preferences, I think I would breathe from my mouth 100% of the time. <laughs> when I'm exercising and I need oxygen more than more than usual, I'm breathing out of my mouth. Right, right. Big heavy breaths, mm-hmm. you know? You've gone for a, you're go, you're jogging, you're breathing out of your mouth, right? Uh, you've gotten into the point where you are thinking about this too much. Though. That's the issue. Well, like the fact that you're thinking about it, you, you like kind of naturally just do whatever you need to, unless you're like in yoga and they're like, right. Through your nose. I know. You know? Uh, I was cuddling with Sierra. It was really nice on the couch. We were watching TV. And, uh, after a while, she just turned up to me and said, uh, do you need to breathe out of your mouth or something? like?" 
<laughs> I didn't even realize I was doing it. And then she started impersonating me. She was like, you sound like this. <laughs> you sound like Kojai, dude. <laughs> Too many mouth breathers in this apartment. Why? What is mouth breather? Why do we have this as an insult? What does it mean? And where did it come from? And why does everyone hate them so much? It means much? you're an idiot for some reason. Yeah, it I does, don't know right? It means you're a sort of a, like a, a lunghead or like a almost like a crow magnon man, <laughs> Neanderthal. Like remember the guy in Hey Arnold who always gets punched by Helga? Mm. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Stupid. Stupid? But why? But why? To me, breathing from my mouth is smarter. I'm getting better oxygen. I don't get it. I don't I don't know why we shame people that breathe from their mouths to the extent that that we do. It just I don't know. If anything, you should make fun of people for being nose breathers. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Some sort of elitist asshole? <laughs> people who are nose breathers are, you know, mm. They're always looking down their nose, sniffing at you. It is. And Hillary says, too, like, I do this really annoying thing where I smell something I don't like. I start going. (laughs) 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 Which is condescending. It's like, like, she she was eating the salmon bowl, dude. And it's delicious, right? But not when she's, she's been at her desk. Like, she'll be in, like, a wormhole, like, working really hard, really focused. And that, like, salmon has just been sitting there for, like, three and a half hours. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like. And she's like, are you serious right now? <laughs> What's up, Ryan? Okay. Uh, nose breathing is more beneficial than mouth breathing. Breathing through your nose can help filter out dust and allergens, boost your oxygen uptake, and humidify the air you breathe in. Mouth breathing, on the other hand, can dry out your mouth. This may increase your risk of bad breath or gum inflammation. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like wow. something that was written by a nose breather. <laughs> but it is interesting. <laughs> by breathing through your mouth, you're actually perpetuating the problem. Like you're making yourself more congested. Okay, like. uh, I'll, I'll, I got a new. I got a new scientific study. <laughs> breathing from your mouth uh, allows way more oxygen, so you have to take fewer breaths. And breathing out of your nose actually makes you more lightheaded and dizzy. And uh, uh, signed, uh, Doctor. Uh, nose and nose and crayons. <laughs> well, dude, it sounds like too much of a good thing. It might not be a good thing, dude. Taking that oxygen and in oxygen is a powerful. I think element. Uh, the more oxygen, the better. That's typically what I've experienced in my life. <laughs> you can't have too much oxygen, can you? I think you get probably. Can you have too much oxygen? I think you can, dude. That's why there's like oxygen bars. You get all high and shit off oxygen. Yeah, but that those are good for you. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Um. All right. Good. <laughs> oxygen. Can you have too much oxygen? I think you can. Uh, it kills. I don't me. know. That's, that's, that's what did you what look up? up. What did you look up? I thought you guys were changing the subject. Yeah. I wanted to mention something. Yeah, mention it. Go for it. All right. I have something for you guys. Oh, please. Just a little something, this just in fun. case you need a little booster. Okay. What are you doing here? What? What's happening here? Just in case. Oh. oh my god. Oh. oh my god. Just in case. Oh my god. Dude. A little chocolate latte. A little pistachio. Ryan, Ryan is trying to and get that's not the, just a uh, snack. Thank add you, a little bro. bit of lead to the pencil. Thank you so much. Senior. So I don't know if you guys remember this. We were talking about things that make your sexual performance better. Dark chocolate and pistachios are both of them. Mm-hmm. So Ryan, thank you very much. I yeah, 
watch out. He'll have some trouble tonight. Yeah, big trouble. You know what I'm holding in my hand right now? Well, I'm holding one too, so yes, I do know. Cheers. A little hangobi, baby. Oh, it's the good stuff. The essential. The essential is delicious. Dude, the the yellow color, just that turmeric and cardamom, ginger, it's delicious. This is one of my favorite beverages. I highly recommend drinking it over one gigantic ice cube. Mm. After a night of partying, after a night of relaxing, it doesn't matter. This is going to make you feel amazing. Yeah. And it's when you're like, mm, what could make this situation more chill? The answer is sitting in your fridge. Yeah. If you bought a hangover. You know how, by the way, really quick joke. Um, you know how as a bouncer, you can make it, uh, an older lady feel young again? Oh. Cardamom. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. Oh, did not see you didn't that see coming. that coming. That you was, think of that? I just thought of it because of that how is... delicious this is and what it does for my brain. Turns it into overdrive, makes it work better, right? You need they need to put that on the website, dude. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Hangobi is the drink. You need it. It is delicious. My favorite flavor personally is the wake. I also very much enjoy the essential. Mm. Uh I like the such essential. A, such a pleasing process of drinking them. I highly recommend go to hangobi.com. That's H A N G O B I.com. Use promo codes Oops, I'm hung. Mm-hmm. You will get 30% off of your order. That's right. That's Massive. A, that's a substantial discount. They're delicious. They're fun. Send us a video of you cracking it and slowly pouring it over a gigantic ice cube. Yeah. And we'll hit you back with a thumbs up. Take a pic, tag us in it, and we will enjoy some hangobies together. Hangobi. Dude, Hillary does this two really funny things. Have I talked about the arm scratch thing? Dude, she does these two things in her sleep that are insane. One of them, she sticks her arm straight up, and then she very gracefully scratches her arm, strokes it from top to bottom. And I look over, I'm like... Is she asleep? Yes. You're kidding. Asleep. Scratching her arm. That sounds like a cat move. Dude, the other thing that she'll do, she'll be... and She might be like mostly asleep when she does this. She'll take a sip of a water bottle... While she's completely horizontal. So she's lying on her back. That's waterboarding. Dude, she does it like that. Yeah, she goes. <laughs> and I look over the other night. I'm like, are you fucking serious? And she, and she like woke up. She's like, what? I'm like, you were just drinking completely horizontal. And it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Man, you know, something tells me she's a nose breather. Because <laughs> you can't drink water that way. If you're uh, if you're breathing out of your mouth, that's true. That's uh, that's too many things. That is going true, down the dude. Pipe. The hill doggess. Wow, dude. So her sister had her engagement party last mm-hmm. weekend. Right. Yeah, I had something uh, so- sort of shameful happen. Wait a second. Hold on. Pause for one second. Mm-hmm. So they got engaged. They got engaged, which was a major piece. I know that needed to fall. It's a big piece of the puzzle. On your timeline, buddy, old boy. No wonder you're going for seconds on that chocolate. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's happening here? Engagement has occurred. The wedding is planned for fairly soon. Um. So we'll see, dude. Wow. You know? Wow. Steps are, t- are, are happening. Ooh-wee. <laughs> wee So anyway, it was I fun. I like where this is going, huh? The party was fun and I had like sometimes like the moments with family where like people become comfortable and, you know, act com- like it can be uncomfortable for me. So I have two examples. One time, Hillary's middle sister, we were at a, another wedding in Virginia and we were all taking shots and I, I guess we didn't wait for her to take a shot. 
And I sort of bore the brunt of her frustration. She's like, you guys weren't going to wait for me. And she was like serious. And it was like the first time. It was like our first scuffle. Uh-huh. And it was like very intense feeling for me. I was like scarred by that. Wow. Because wow. she was mad at you. Because she got mad at me. in the moment. But she was mad at the group. She probably doesn't even remember this. Did but, you speak back to her? Um, No, I was just shook. And then Hillary was like, what's the matter? What happened? And... And I was like, I, I like explained what happened. She's like, oh my God. She's like, are you like mad? I was like, no. I was like, I'm sad. And then the joke became <laughs> that I was sad at her. <laughs> Which she doesn't even know, but she doesn't even know about this. Hopefully, oh, hopefully she'll good. listen to the bottom here. So another thing like that happened, dude. So we're taking a bunch of pictures and like a couple of the pictures I was being kind of silly. Like I mean mugged in one of them. But the one that I was mean mugged in, it was like me. And I actually have the picture. I'll show you. It was like me, the, the, the bride and husband to be. And I think one other person. Uh, but another time it was me with like some of the men in the family mm, and cool. And you know, I don't know why we were taking a series of photos. So I was like, it's fine. It was like me, her dad, her uncle, a couple other guys. I don't know. And I, at one point I thought it would be funny to kind of look off into the distance and do the, like the, like, you know, when they do a profile of a man and he's looking off into the distance <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you don't sure. know what he's looking at, but he's looking at something. So I decided to do that. And her aunt just goes, Julio, and I was like, <gasps> I was just stunned, dude. I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Like, I was super fucking stressed out about that for like 24 hours, even though it meant literally nothing. How early was this in your relationship? With with her aunt? No, just your yours and Hillary's This happened this weekend, bro. Oh. This happened at the engagement party. Oh. So you still get shook over stuff with her family? Which isn't Definitely. to say, which, yeah, of course. I mean, that's that doesn't like that is me being hypersensitive. The fact that that affected me is me being hypersensitive. I'm still, tr- I'm sorry, I'm still trying to find this mean mugging photo to give you an example of what I was on. I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this was this weekend? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good look. That's I, a f- no, that picture was fine. No one said anything about that. But me looking off into the distance, I'm glad that they nipped it in the bud because I can't believe this even made it into the album. I'm like, why did you put the silly picture in the album? Like, that's what I get. Um, so then I started to feel guilty. I didn't want them to think that I was like being disrespectful or something. Uh, but <laughs> that was it. Huh. And then, yeah, I felt the next, for like 24 hours, I was like stressed out about it. Uh, um, mm. So I don't know, dude, whatever. <laughs> that's not, no. The mean bugging picture is just kind of an example of things to come. Mm-hmm. But, whatever oh no it was fun well that's cool so uh did you get them a gift uh no are are you supposed to i don't know hillary is so on top of all that kind of stuff that like i just do whatever she's asking yeah i think that's right if and when we do whatever she'll be the one who knows does she get gifts for people and sign them from both of you it depends but i i don't i'm never in the dark about it like she'll be like should we get them this and i'll be like sure yeah yeah. So then it actually is for me. This was great. Um, you know, it was Mother's Day, and Sierra was really on top of sending flowers to my mom from us. That's very good. Which is to have someone facilitating those kinds of things Huge. is really helpful. Huge. And wonderful. So you sent them? Yeah, well, she did. And then I, my mom called and thanked us, and I took all the credit. <laughs> I said, "Well, you know, we uh, we thought you deserved it, Mom." <laughs> so it's funny that something like that happened to yesterday. 
dude, this 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 is how nice this is. This is Hil- all Hillary's doing. Which, by the way, my parents are in Italy, and Hillary was like, "Are you sending your mom flowers?" I was like, "She's in Italy." She goes, "Yeah, but like, why don't you just call the hotel and have them send something?" And I was like, "Oh, dude, that's like above my pay grade." <laughs> 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 I was like, I can't handle that. It's above my pay grade. <laughs> then, dude, then I felt bad. So I was like looking at the website, trying to find reasons why that was a justified response. I was like, the hotel's not that nice. Like, I don't even think they could even send. She's like, honey, it's fine. Uh-huh. I was like, okay. okay. Wait, so she took it over? No, she didn't. We didn't do it. We just didn't didn't do, didn't it was too it. late, dude. It was yeah, like yeah, yeah. the night before. I could have probably, but whatever. I, <laughs> I'm a shitty son. No, no. Uh, you know. I don't know. I don't know what when I become a parent and my kids grow up, what will I expect from them? You know, mm-hmm. um, I think I will definitely endeavor to not meddle in their lives. Uh, you know, you never want to. I think you get to a point where you kids, kids, kids need supervision and they need advice for years until all of a sudden they're adults and then it becomes less and less your job to stay on top of them and Mm -hmm. micromanage their lives. Right. And there, you definitely get to an age where I I mean, at least I've sensed this from my parents, like my parents, (laughs) I think I told you this. I was on the phone with my parents. They were in a car driving and we're talking and the conversation is not really about much. We don't have a whole, like, I, you know, we, we were just checking yeah. in. And after my mom's talking and uh, I'm sort of talking and I overhear my dad whisper because they're on speakerphone. Classic. My dad does that too. He goes, let him go. Yeah. <laughs> let, let him go. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, don't let me go. Because there's, <laughs> there's the metaphorical sense there too. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to let me go. Yeah. Nor do I cling to me. Yeah, I don't. Nor do I want them to be the ones calling the shots as to whether or not I have hit my threshold of them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that saddened me that they felt <laughs> the need to end the call because they thought I was just being too nice and couldn't do it myself. Right, right, right. You no, know? that same thing happens to me, but the opposite version of it. I'll be talking to my parents and. I'll say something and my dad will talk to my mom in a slightly lower tone in Italian, which is just clearly him talking shit about me. I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. are you fucking serious? I'm like, I can hear you. But that's cool that your parents do slide into Italian though. I know, but it's still like in that context, it's like, I know he's like being a dick and I know what he, if I can hear, if I can't make out what he's saying, it's because of the volume. If I, if I hear what he's saying, I know what he's saying. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? Mr. Fucking captain obvious over here uh but no they do that too like and i feel guilty i want to i want to set an expectation with my kids that they need to like not be pieces of shit if you just expect nothing out of them they'll become pieces of shit i worry i don't know man i i've i've started to think parenting is harder than i had thought yeah i'm sure um i you know it's so easy to say well my kids won't be pieces of shit because i'll i'll discipline them and it's like well what happens if you're born with a kid who is destined for terrorism? And you There's know what I mean? nothing you can do, yeah. What can you do? You just get a bad apple. You got a bad kid. 
the stork that dropped your kid off <laughs> was delivering the kid from, you know, friggin' Sat- Satanville. <laughs> He's brewed in Satanica. a laboratory adorned with hacksaws and pieces of wood with nails in them. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Rule of threads. Is there a better clothing company that exists in the world? I, I, I got to tell you, from the day that they came into our lives, um, <laughs> things have been looking up. Things have really been much better. I'm waiting for that karmic reversion to the mean where one of my Rule of Threads <laughs> t-shirts gets caught on like an escalator stare and i get sucked under and all my skin comes off but until that day i look good i feel good thanks to their premium men menswear essentials dude uh just clean premium menswear basics dude it's the best and the thing that's amazing if you find a t-shirt that you love you will always be able to buy that exact t-shirt again yeah no more hey no different fits hey, where shit. was that t-shirt that i was trying to find Never. Huh? Yep. Oh no! I could have sworn it was in the men's department in the back on the third floor, and that none of that shit. Yeah, where do I go? <laughs> where do I find it? Never again, dude. Because Rule of Threads has got you covered, uh, and they're going to be launching all sorts of new products too. All of their spring and summer colors are super dope. They're doing hoodies soon. They already have uh, amazing T-shirts, Henley tees, polos. They also do really great joggers that are super comfortable for traveling. And they also look sick, dude. Mm-hmm, Real mm-hmm. Threads is amazing. Guys, we're, this is no cap as the, as uh, young thug. No, yeah, I, say. I don't think Free they young make thug. caps. I don't. Free gonna. Uh, no cap here. Rule of Threads is the best. Go to ruleofthreads.com. Promo code OOPS20. You're getting 20% off, guys. And you can even send one to Young Gun. and uh, Young Gun, Jesus. Cut that. Young Thug. <laughs> gun, God, nah. Um. 20% off if you go to ruleofthreads.com and use promo code OOPS. It is the best stuff. Buy it for your dad. Buy it for your grandfather. Buy it for anybody. Any man can wear this stuff. It is the best. Ruleofthreads.com. Promo code OOPS. Hell yeah. But can I, can I as, as far as taking the credit for something, can I go back to this? You may. If you'll humor me. Um, yeah. So I took the credit. I didn't mean to take the credit for this, but I, it ended up happening. I went into the juice press near my apartment. Juice press. Uh, it's one in the Empire State Building. Wow. And the guy who works there has got to be the greatest employee of a place like that that I've ever encountered. Almost always, he's the only guy there. He is just so, in the best mood. He is so helpful. He knows how to do everything. He There's like a pretty, it's pretty easy to fuck those kind of items up where you'll go to a place like that. And if you get the same thing 10 times, a handful of times, it won't be as good as it is the other handful. When you get it from this guy, it's going to be the best it's ever been. No wow. matter what. Wow. This guy is the greatest employee. To the dude, I've emailed the company before telling them how how good of an employee this guy is. Wow. I've been like, I just want you guys to know the guy at the Empire State Building Juice Press is the greatest employee in the history of the world. I've done that before. Okay. I go in yesterday and he seems like down. And he just seems like he's in a bad mood. And I was like, damn. I was like, I guess everybody has a bad day some days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sitting there eating an acai bowl. He walks up to the fridge. He's working on the inventory, whatever. And I'm like, what's up, man? Like, how you doing? I don't even think he really, he maybe recognizes me, but I'm not sure. And he's like, oh, man. He's like, you just can't win sometimes. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, my wife is homesick and like, I'm the manager. Like, I need to be here. And like, I wanted to be there with her too, but like, I just couldn't. And like, I'm just really, I'm just not having a good day. And I was like, wow, man, I'm really sorry. 
And he goes, yeah, man. He goes, and then he goes, I mean, I'm at the register. He goes, you want a glow? A glow is one of the drinks. I was like, yeah, sure. He just gives it to me. I was like, oh, that's really nice. I have my glow. I meet up with Hillary on the street. She just got out of a, an allergist appointment. And I told her, and she was like, should we get him a present? And I was like, oh, that's really nice. I guess. She's like, let's get him a present. Come on. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now we go into CVS looking for a present, like to buy this guy. Uh, and we decide, we're like, oh, let's get him an Amazon gift card. Nothing big, like 30 bucks, whatever. Just like, get him a, okay. She splits it with me too. This is her idea and she paid for it. And we walk back in the store and we give the guy, and we're like, hey, dude, like, we just, we know you're having a bad day. So we want to give you a little gift. And he was like, oh, man. And then he just gave me the biggest hug only. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all Hillary's doing. Uh, and like, <laughs> and I got all the credit, uh, uh, which, you know, I mean, there's no way for me to, in that moment, you just take the hug. You don't be like, well, actually, this is her idea, technically. Yeah. But, well, you know, we have it. But anyway. <laughs> So hopefully that guy's brightened his day up a little bit. All hill dogs doing. Um. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. That is. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but I don't know what's in the air. But I have been um on the hunt for good deeds. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude. I there. They are. They are everywhere. You there's a good deed on every corner you do? to be done. What'd you do? Well, I told you about the did I tell you about the guy I got I bought the soup for? No. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we'll start there. <laughs> we were in Soho, um going to look for a potential suit for me to wear to our wedding. Which, Sick. by the way, how much am I allowed to choose what I get to wear to our wedding? versus how much is sierra because according to her (laughs) she's got a lot of say i would say yeah it just depends like in my relationship i would say it's 70 30 hillary but i also wear to your wedding but the reason why she gets that much is because i don't know or care and i if she does it i have to do less so I only can object if I really hate it. You seem like you care a little more. So in your situation, I would say 55-45 you. Wow. That's a big swing. I guess my... It, all right. So I mean, we, 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 <laughs> we got into... We've been arguing in a fun way. It's become fun. She, she's gotten better at it. She used to be so non-confrontational that anytime I started trying to argue with her, she would basically throw up her hands and be like, why are you talking to me that way? You know? <laughs> and instantly I had to like back off. Oh, wow. What a fucking move. But now, now she's gotten a little, she's been around me so much. Dude, not only has she been around me so much, she's actually started like telling jokes where she'll, she'll like carry out a bit. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, we were in the kitchen last night. I don't even remember what we were talking about, <laughs> but it was like one of those things where, like uh she said a joke i started laughing i was like that's really funny and then i like tagged it and then she came back and like tagged it out oh damn and was like 
you start doing this, you're in there, you're like this, blah, blah, blah. And the, <laughs> Before you know it. It's a totally imaginary like train of thought, you know? That's funny. And I'm like, what the, are you fucking becoming a comedian? Like, you know if you step on stage, it's over. <laughs> we are not a couple where you become a comedian because you've seen me do it and you want to do it. I'm sorry. It's just, I, you know, I won't step foot in the software sales arena. You stay out of my space. That's the way it is. Uh, separation of realms. Church and state. Yeah. But um, it is cool to see, like, she's certainly starting to understand, like, joke structure and, yeah. and all of that. And uh, I think fundamentally it's just gotten a lot funnier, which is great. I, I find her genuinely funny now, um, which, which isn't to say I didn't before, but, like, I'm not, I'm not laughing to fill space mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I laugh genuinely at everything she's at, at the funny stuff she says. Um but we were sort of having a, a, a almost like a comedian's banter argument about what I got to war, wear to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And she knows that I want to be able to choose. And I, I wanted to wear a dark green suit because it's Maine and it's the woods. And she said, you're going to blend in with all the green around us. And I said, great. <laughs> I think it'd be a really cool look. If, you know, you couldn't see my body and you just saw a floating orange head <laughs> next to this woman in white. And I said, what's more, why wouldn't you want me to blend in? You're the one that we're all supposed to be looking at in your white dress. Yada, yada. And she goes, I don't think, you know, the, ar- the argument escalates. And she goes, I'm just, it doesn't fit the aesthetic. And I go, Aesthetic. Oh, no. And I like corrected her on the hard th of aesthetic, which, by the way, is not an easy word to say. She a- goes, aesthetic? she goes, I don't give a fuck how you say it. And it, like, <laughs> it was like, it was funny, man. Like we were, we were having a great. So you were fucking around while fighting, essentially. Kind of where, it's hot, dude. you know, it was cool. It's yeah, hot. it was cool where like where the argument ends in laughter. Yeah, yeah. And like almost like a, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, kind of moment, but but no harm, no foul. <laughs> and I was like, "You're getting the hang of this. This is good. This is really good for us because this is how I like to argue. Yeah, I like arguments that end in laughter. It's fun, buddy. I had a I had an incredible morning. Brooklyn Roasting Company, Oops Beans, double shot iced oat milk latte in a mason mm. jar this morning. Let me tell you something, pal. Delicious. I don't know if there's a better way to start a day. Dude, it makes me sometimes stressed out to go to places that I don't think is going to have a good coffee shop because I just, I'm getting too spoiled drinking Brooklyn Roasting Company. It's too delicious. I haven't been to a coffee shop in years at this point, right. unless I was doing it like on the road or something. Yeah. But I, I swear to God, this coffee's so good that I, I only drink coffee from home. I love it. Uh, we have our own specific blend. The Oops Beans. The Oops Beans. They're artisanal, as you say. Uh, this you know this is good coffee because you see it in every TV show and movie. It's not just product placement, right? As like the what is an example of the coolest, trendiest possible thing? It is Brooklyn Roasting Company. That's exactly right. Um, we're I, huge fans. We've got our own blend. Pick up a, a few tins today of the Oops Beans from BrooklynRoastingCompany.com. Use actually it's BrooklynRoasting.com. Use promo code Oops Beans and you'll get uh, a nice discount on your order. That's brooklynroasting.com promo code oops beans enjoy it so back to soho we're looking for a dark green suit and uh we're walking i mean we were on i don't know grand street or something like that 
And a homeless guy was just asking people, you know, can you get me a soup? And he was like pointing to the deli where he wanted to just like go in and, and pick out some soup. He wasn't even asking for money. And I was like, ah, I walked by. And then I was like, you know, why, why the fuck can't I get that guy's soup? And I was like, I said to Sierra, I was like, let me get that guy some soup. I walked back and I was like, let's go get some soup. And he goes, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We go in and they have a soup station with about eight different soups. Is this like the best deli on earth? It was a pretty <laughs> fancy deli. Sick. Yeah. And I go, all right, what kind do you want? And he goes, oh, just some broccoli and cheddar. Broccoli and cheddar. And I was like, good, good choice. And so I uh, pick up one of the big containers you know mm-hmm. and i started ladling it in and i mean this stuff is hot and so i'm like oh i don't want to spill this on my hand right but i'm i'm, I'm ladling I'm, I'm going all the way to the top and then i have a hard time putting the lid on but i i finally get it down and uh he, now i can't find him <laughs> i don't know where he's gone but i'm like uh hey hello guy i got your broccoli and cheddar soup <laughs> All right, you know what? Let's just meet at the register. And I go to the register, and then I see him, and I put the soup on the register, and it's like $13, which is for soup, you know? A lot of soup. Jesus Christ. All right, whatever. In for a penny, out for a pound. In for a pound, whatever the saying is. And then he goes, he turns to the woman ringing me up, and he goes, do you guys have any chicken? And I was like, ah, I think we're good with soup. <laughs> I said that. And uh, he goes, all right, all right, all right. Like, you can tell he had, you know. He's overstepping. But then I was like, should I have gotten him chicken too? I mean, I purposefully got him an amount of soup that if you did drink it all, and I say drink because there's no solid in broccoli and cheddar soup. That shit was pureed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had it all, you'd be sick. Yeah. Um, so this could last him a couple meals. I would, uh, yeah. Now it might be cold, and that's unpleasant. But I don't know. Maybe he's got a way of heating it. So uh, he's gonna fucking dump a fucking fifth of vodka in it. Yeah, vod vodka cheddar, dude. Yeah, but dude, the <laughs> ultimate irony of this was him saying to the lady, "Like, do you guys have any chicken?" I was like, "Man, I kind of want some chicken." And you're like, dude, good call. That night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that night i ordered a chicken for us for dinner delivered I like and i was like yeah, thanks to that gentleman senior broccolino and uh, <laughs> broccolini and cheddar dude i think that by nixing by tr- by telling the guy to fuck off when he asked for chicken you're do you're treating him like a real person if you just let him do whatever it's like patronizing i think you handled it perfectly you were generous with the portion when he went for the chicken, you're like, all right, Buster, pump the brakes. Yeah, but, you know, it's not like he was asking for, I don't know, something ridiculous. You know what I mean? Dude, whatever. The guy needs to fuck off. He wasn't okay. like, can I have a <laughs> bottle of olive oil? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it was, he wanted protein. Dude, I will say which this. Is what I, I can relate to that. Sometimes these, when the people who are like trying to get some, like asking for stuff, Three or four times that I've seen like Hillary again, like doing nice things for these people, they're like so particular. Where Hillary like offered this lady a bagel and she was like, What kind is it? And she's like, It's sesame. And she's like, Oh, no. 
And she's like, do you have like something? Yeah. And I was like, no, dude, I don't. Like, are you serious? Right. Like this person was asking. She asked for it. She didn't just say, hey, would you like a bagel? She's like, can you get me something? Or that? Yeah. Yeah. They, and then they have very specific tastes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. this person's not. All well, there. He- here's another one that'll rock your world. <laughs> I was I on wait. the subway with Sierra. We had just gotten off. That's not true. I was on the subway with Luke Marcus and we were. Rangers game? Yeah, we were going to the Ranger game. We were going to the game and we were already late. Um, And we got off the subway and I walked up the stairs and at the top of the stairs was a woman with a baby stroller. And she was waiting, kind of like trying to figure out how she was going to get this baby with the baby stroller down the stairs to the platform. And I turned to Luke and I said, I got to do it. And I said, here, can I help you with that? She goes, oh, thank you so much. And then, by the way, typically when I've helped women carry baby strollers downstairs, I take the wheels or whatever, and they take the handles, and you do it together. But she just started walking down the stairs, (laughs) leaving me with the baby. No, she carried the baby down, and I took the stroller. Oh, oh. So I, that's how that should go. It, it probably is. I, I did. I was going to say, I want nothing like people who ask me to help them with shit. Like I'm just too cynical. I'm like, this is going to end in me like somehow getting involved in Dropping, a scam. Yeah. yeah like murdering the child. Yeah. Uh, but, but <laughs> carrying a stroller alone is not easy. I mean, it's like, how would you, how would you think to carry a stroller? Well, this stroller is sounding bigger than what I pictured. Like, it's a I big just, stroller. I just pictured one of these ones. This is like a big one with four the canopy. Wheels, four wheels, canopy, handles. Yep. Probably a cup holder or two. Did you attempt to kind of fold it? Maybe even a step on the back for a second child oh, to wow. ride like some kind the of toys X are still in prodigy. There. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It sounds, yeah. It sounds I turned good. it sort of diagonal and carried it by a front wheel and a back handle and and then had to not bump my legs as I was going down the stairs because that would have made me lose my balance. <laughs> but dude, get this. I get to the bottom of the stairs. I set the thing down. She's standing there with her baby. She thanks me. And then she turns to her husband. Wow. And the two of them are like, okay, we'll get on the train now. I'm like, Bro, you were down here the whole fucking time? <laughs> Where was he? That's fucked up. Was he like meeting her down there? That's he had gone down. Oh my God. I don't know if it was to like catch her if she fell or what. Yeah. He did not help. This is not a three man job. And <laughs> um, he was not uh, he was not American. They were like Eastern European or something. Fucking Eastern and I don't know if that's like I say that because I don't know if there's like some kind of cultural dynamic where you know you don't carry your you don't don't, carry your I don't know what that was but the point is I was like what the fuck man (laughs) that's not my job that's your job I didn't have her fuck that shit dude I didn't have the kid fuck that shit yeah um (laughs) dude that's hilarious. No good deed, man. No good <laughs> deed goes unpunished. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting just at 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it has all begun to make sense. There is no catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of all the retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anybody who just hates their phone bill, 
Uh, Mint Mobile is a great way to cut back and save some cash. Offer premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. That's where the plans start at. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, whether you're going to buy for one or for a family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, high-speed data, and delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash oops. That's mintmobile.com slash oops. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash oops. Dude, I got to tell you what I'm scheming on right now. This is pretty funny. You got a scheme? Um, I'm scheming. You're cooking something up? New Bad Bunny album. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's great. Really is it really good? Know. Yeah. Because the new Jack Harlow is pretty good too. We're yeah, it's been a big week of music for us. Yeah. Our favorite people are putting out just good good stuff. I like um, that song Poison by Jack Harlow with Lil Wayne. Yeah. Dude, Check every time Lil Wayne good. features on a verse, it just reminds me of how fucking good he is. He's a good feature. Some guys phone it in on their feature track. Lil Wayne's a good one. Yeah, he tries. Um but dude, yeah, Bad Bunny album. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm I've been trying to like because sometimes when you're listening to an album, it's hard to like make it soak in right away. Because you're like, I'm just not. You need context. You need to listen to it a few times. You need to like listen to it in the proper way. You can't be distracted. But like, it's okay to be distracted because eventually, you know, like whatever. If you give it enough, you'll get it. Right. But I'm like, I want to speed up this process. I think I'm gonna rent a car <laughs> so that I can listen to the Bad Bunny album. Are you for real? But I'm gonna do other things. I'm not just gonna drive around and listen to Bad Bunny. I think I'm gonna do a little. Nat- I'm I'm having a national park craving. Yeah. So I might, I'm thinking about doing that in the near future. What is the, what is the, the national park that is uh, calling your name? What's the one you haven't been to that you should have been to? I mean, if there is one. There's a lot. I, okay. If, if there's one that's really calling my name, it's not going to be one I'm going to go to anytime soon, but it's like the gates of the Arctic in Alaska. Only accessible by plane. Sounds super sick to me. Wait. You're you're talking the top of Alaska? It's not like at the top, top of Alaska, but it's like above where the Arctic Circle begins. It's like definitely, I think it's northwest of Fairbanks. Can you check, Ryan? Uh, and it's a national park. National park. And it's called the Gates of the Arctic. Of the Arctic. It's sick. Dude. That sounds like uh, something out of Game of Thrones. Doesn't man. that sound sick? Yeah, the north. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Dude, that one sounds really sick to me. Besides that, dude, I was like, carrying on about this yesterday of just about how fucking dope national parks are even if it's just like something random that's like not that exciting like the house john f kennedy uh, jr was born in like just getting there there's always it's so fun to see the stuff around where you're going mm. so there's never to me been a let there's never been a letdown and i'm a quarter of the way through them all that's cool man i i wish i had such a noble quest and urge to see those types of important monuments and things but frankly you know i i now try to play golf courses Mm -hmm. that's like the same thing it's like the same your version of my thing oh it is but my version is not as good why because it's not enriching my my experience I, but I, well it is but it, only to me so dude yeah but mine is only to me too like mine i'm not like oh this is great this is educational i don't give a fuck dude a lot of the time i don't read the story like i'll go to like some national historic battlefield i don't fucking read the story i don't give a shit like, so you're just checking boxes <laughs> no That's but it? no 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 but the the fun part to me granted i'll read the placard but i don't like go on the wiki later you know what i mean and i'll be like yeah maybe i should but like getting to these places is so interesting to me and then once i'm there seeing how beautifully 
curated it all is or just like depending on where and what it is like there's something like really beautiful about every single one mm. Mm. that's cool yeah so i'm thinking about doing a little local road trip okay uh next time i have a couple of days where i don't have anything going on you know you could also just borrow our car if we don't need no, it no, i appreciate it but no. why are you renting a car it's cheap and easy uh-huh you know um even cheaper and easier is borrowing our car i know but you need your car and then Not every day i know i know but then if, if i'm like oh can i use your car for two days you're like sure and then like the next day you're like oh let's go to oh you know what julio fucking yeah <laughs> i don't want to like he's checking out go through any of Dikembe that Matumbo's basement dude i have a really good relationship with the alamo people <laughs> The Alamo Matombo's basement. For whatever it's, reason, it's a national a, <laughs> historic site. Where is he from in Africa it's again? It said that the first block shot occurred. Is he from the Congo? I don't actually know the answer to that. That sounds right to me. I wonder. Yeah. I'm going to feel bad if I'm wrong. Dikembe Matumbo. Matumbo. <laughs> Played for the Hawks. <laughs> He was like one of the defensive player of the year. He was very big on blocks. He was also in those Geico commercials. Oh, not today. Yeah, his voice has become so deep. Dude, speaking yeah. of which, okay, I don't know if there's something about this that I'm missing. The character, have you ever seen Kill Bill? No, not all the way through. I've seen oh. pieces of it. Okay, so Kill Bill, the guy, Kago, thank you, very good. Nice. Um, The guy who plays Ishida in Tokyo Vice. The Oyabun, the like old man. Yes. Yeah. The way that guy sounds and the way that he looks, dude, it's identical. It is identical to the Yakuza boss in the animated part of Kill Bill. Interesting. Which I'm like, how is this possible? Unless there's just like a look that everybody has and then you get all oh, the token like these. Mm. Like like deep. Am I gonna get in trouble for that? No. No. That was actually <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think for some reason I feel like it's less we're weirdly less uh frowned upon to imitate japanese people than <laughs> chinese um dude i well like whatever he talks really deep and old is my point mm. uh and that kind of blew me away a little bit but dude there's so much about that show that's interesting just like japan is so interesting cult from a cultural perspective mm. and like you know there's so much stuff you know but then there's so much shit you don't know and like all these little like customary things that happen in that show are just on like making Japan even more and more and more and more interesting to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I Have am. You been to Japan? No, and I would like to go. I would we like to go. We should do a show. We should do some kind of run there. Oh yeah, should we summon all of our fans in Japan? No, but there's like, dude, there's got to be some way. There's got to be some like expat comedy tour thing. I would think we could probably find a With way like to a do some audience. comedy in 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 Japan. I mean, I did it in China. Uh, that's so fun that you did that. I, I would love to go to Japan. And I think our Sig Uvs would also. Oh my dig. God, dude. Couples trip, bro. Yeah. Hill Dog, high in her list. Japan. Apparently, the food is incredible. I'm sure. It's incredible, allegedly, but it's also apparently very expensive. Um, but I'd like to go, I'd like to do super touristy shit. I'd like to see the, uh, the blossoming of the. Mm. What is it? The magnolias, uh, cherry blossoms. Cherry blossoms, yeah. Can but I know? also, also, dude, skiing over there is supposed to be super sick. Dope, dude. Um, but I, we, I don't think we'd want to go in winter. I, I think we'd experience more if we went during the springtime on the cherry blossoms, because then we can eat and hike and shit like that. Totally. Yeah. I'm starting to have this thing happen where 
as I progress more in my efficiency traveling and like planning, I'm starting to get like overwhelmed by this feeling of needing to like be better and better and better at it. And I'm getting to a point where it's just not possible and I'm starting to short circuit and I need to maybe take medicine for this. <laughs> but it's like this OCD thing that's kicking in where I'm like, Oh, well, Japan, you're not gonna have enough time for you. Like, Japan, I'm gonna like, you know what I mean, I didn't used to be like that. I'm starting to become like that, and I need to like stop. Yeah, I worry about you in that. <laughs> I worry about you in that when you sort of think about trips, there is such an urgency to it and a desire to pack it in, right? Instead of thinking, like, I would imagine. We mentioned Japan. Uh, I feel like your brain immediately starts going, "Well, if we go to Japan, then I can hit." Uh, totally hit you know uh what's the philippines and i can also go to singapore and korea and like uh maybe maybe vietnam if there's time but then probably shouldn't do laos and cambodia that'll be a separate trip when i have you know like you know it's It's crazy i know it's crazy um yeah not and like it's even yeah that plus just even the place itself i'm just like oh i want to do everything so you'll be like you can't do everything right and Um, she's right about that can't do everything g are you still uh enjoying your athletic greens dude i sure am i had a feeling they're delicious uh i really enjoy the preparation process i love the little shaker bottle they give you mm. uh and i love drinking it down dude it just feels good and it's a nice healthy habit and i'm a big momentum guy so like if i've done something healthy the rest of my day is more likely to be healthy so that's right. I, I just really love athletic greens. Yeah, well, it's got that multivitamin in it, uh, and tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. In addition, uh, you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. And uh, guys, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash oops. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash oops to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Dude, I, I heard a crazy story of this guy who I know from this Facebook group I'm in. He got detained in Libya for 50 days what and he claims he was doing nothing out of the ordinary like he he had gone to a part of the country that is unusual to go to and i think he had i think he hired a guy but i think a guide but he was alone and when he flew back into tripoli got detained by the police and they put him in a room and they're like listen like sorry we're just gonna like process this uh you'll be out of here by this afternoon and then they just like didn't come back for a long time and then they came back a couple days later like hey sorry we're they were giving him meals the whole time it was fine but like then a week would go by and he would see no one you imagine no and then like dude a month into it they're like are you a spy and he's like what and they're like yeah like isn't that dude i mean i don't have 50 days to spare i was saying that to him i'm like dude that can like change your the trajectory of your life i from your wife can leave you in 50 days from today 50 days from now, um, a lot of things with my life will be different. Totally. I'll have a different shirt on. <laughs> you know, dude. <laughs> dude, it's true. Bro, I was thinking that too. Like, I'll come back from 50 days. Mike Cannon's going to be hosting Oops the Podcast. Like, uh, I love God. Mike. <laughs> uh. I'm like, God damn it. Um, 
But yeah, bro, fucking. That's crazy. Scary shit. Dude, right? speaking of Mike, so Mike had done Laugh Seattle uh, not long before I did it. And when I was there, you know, it's a it's a city where I feel like that's the comedy club. Mm-hmm. And so anyone who's in comedy like comes to hang out on the weekends. Oh, cool. And then there's a guy who is awesome dude, uh, who Sarthik is his name. He's the man. Chris knows him. He's a videographer, producer, um, and he sh- he was gonna tape my sets for me, and and he was so helpful and awesome. And um, so there's just like a kind of a collection of people who are related to that scene there. And they were there were a couple things that happened at the comedy club that were a little unusual. First of all, um, uh, they were telling me that like uh, uh, who was gonna open for me. And they started listing like a lot of people. Oh, interesting. So there's a few people that go on. And I was like, wait, hang. Yeah. They were like, all right, we're going to have this guy do a guest spot. And then this guy is going to be your host. This guy be your feature. Then there's going to be another guest. And I was like, hang on a second. What? (laughs) And they go, oh, well, this is, yeah, how we do it. It's a, it's always a a showcase style. And I was like, no, it's not. You know, in in comedy, showcase style is like what you typically see when you go to the comedy cellar or the stand, where it's six to seven comedians on a lineup, everyone doing the same amount of time, 12, 15 minutes, whatever. Uh, And you go from one comedian to the next, and then a host will come up in between and be like, all right, this next guy, blah, 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 Um, versus a, a headlining club or a headlining show where you have uh you know you'll have a feature uh, an opener maybe a host and an opener and then you have the person whose name is on the banner who you bought tickets to see like you know Theo Vaughn or you know Chappelle any anyone right you've made a point that's who you're seeing you don't even know who's opening for them but you're going to see that person and that person's going to do an hour typically or like 55 minutes whatever and so i was headlining laughs seattle and all of a sudden there's all these people opening up for me which means i'm not doing as much time oh interesting and i did did you do last time well i had flown across the country as the build headliner and had promoted the shows and i had fans coming out and all of that so i was like wait a second i'm sorry like no i you know I, i i'm happy to sort of promote local talent and i like the idea of giving them reps and all of that but like i can't have six comedians go on before me that's mm-hmm. just not how my i run my shows they're like oh okay all right and they immediately changed it and just went back to like host feature and then me mm-hmm. but um i reached out to mike and i was like man have you uh have you been to this place? And he was like, yeah, are you uh, wondering why they had like 48 comedians <laughs> open for you? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of funny. So was the expectation that you were going to do like a half an hour instead? I don't, dude, I don't even know. We didn't get yeah. that far, but that's what, that's where it was headed. I don't like, I've, I've dealt with that before and I wasn't as sort of like, I sort of just let it happen. But like, well, they'll have six people go on and then you still do the same amount of time. And to me, like, even if the time of the show is the same, I think that by like transitioning through people, it's more tiring. Tire, tires people out. It tires people out more quickly to see a bunch of people as opposed to like seeing three people 
even if it's the same amount of time. Yeah, I I actually like uh, just one person in front of me. Interesting. That's sort of the way I like it the most. Mm-hmm. Just pass the mic. Um. So, but clubs seem to have their their ways, you know. Yeah. Um, dude, why don't we do an email here? Yeah, shoot me an email. So we're gonna do another quick uh disclaimer here. If you are listening to the show with mommy and daddy, um, now might be the time to go in another room. Uh, because we're going to talk about something that uh, you he's going to be mad at you. You're going to get on his naughty list if you hear about Santa. Are we talking about, talking about Santa? Santa? So, about so, Santa? so go in the back, uh, and if you want to stand Santa's good boy and good girl list, you're going to want to go to your room. And Yeah, yeah get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is called Santa Lie Story. I really uh, thought that this was good. I wanted to I wanted to share it with you, Francis. Um, I have a great story pertaining to Thursday's uh, Santa theme. This is an, an old episode we talked about Santa when I was very young, maybe five or six. My family and I went to, on a trip to Lapland, uh, which is a mock Santa's village in Finland, where the entire town is in on the secret of Santa. That's insane. What do you mean in on the secret of Santa? So every single person in the town is like it acts like Santa's real for the sake of this experience with these kids. Oh my God. <laughs> that hilarious. sounds amazing. It's sick, right? So, a preser, like a bubble, a Santa bubble. <laughs> yes. Where the, the, tr- the, the story of Santa is preserved at its right. utmost cost. Where he's supposedly from all this shit. So it sounds, hilarious. that is fucking awesome, dude. We went for a few days. And Wait, we, we got to go there instead of, uh, Japan. we might have to go there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Rough yeah, up yeah. Santa, shake him down for some extra gifts. Yeah. Uh, we went for a few days and did various Christmas related things, sleigh ride, cutting down a Christmas tree, etc. It finished with me meeting the quote real Santa, uh, who had his own wooden cabin complete with a fire and Mrs. Claus. I sat on his knee and told him exactly what I wanted for Christmas, a Hess 18 wheeler truck. <laughs> Lo and behold, he pulled out a route box from behind his chair. I unwrapped it to find a Hess truck. He goes, because of this trip, I believed in Santa much, much longer than my peers. <laughs> Probably until early middle school. <laughs> I believed that I was in on this magical secret because I had met the real Santa. <laughs> it wasn't until later that I found out that the whole thing was contrived and you fill out a form a month before the trip telling the people at Lapland what your kids want for Christmas. Wow. Right? I was devastated and felt like an idiot for believing for so long. But dude, that is so fucking funny. That's man. cool though. What a great story. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and it makes me sad at how far we are from Christmas. I know, dude. Ugh. I, I want to do one more real quick because yeah, I yeah. think you can really help here. Okay. Uh, and it's a good discussion topic in general, but more specifically, I think Francis will be able to help. Uh, Francis and Jeeve, love the pod. It's very much become one of the highlights of my week. Writing with a question for Francis as my 10-year college reunion is quickly approaching. Insert that I went to school in Boston. Cop out here to avoid dropping the H-bomb. This person went to Harvard? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, and though I'm excited to see all my friends, I'm definitely feeling insecure as I'll be showing up single and without having founded and sold a startup that changed the world in some way. <laughs> While I've loved all the experiences that brought me to where I am today, I can't help but feel like I didn't live up to the Harvard standard and that I haven't done anything exceptional post-grad. And even worse, I'm laughably still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. It's hard out here. Any tips for navigating the inevitable comparison game and feeling less than? Yeah, great question. Um, so <laughs> this is okay. Let me say quickly. Yeah, yeah. This is this is an important topic anyway. 
You know what I mean? I right. think it's the most extreme in the Harvard scenario, just because such a high percentage of the uh, alums go on to do such incredible things. So you probably feel it more acutely. Right. Right. Um, I I think that uh, first of all, just because you went to Harvard doesn't mean that it, it doesn't mean you're more. I don't know, out to lunch because you still are open-minded about where your career might go. Um, and yes, there are people at that 10-year reunion who are well on their way to the Forbes list or have done, you know, world-changing things, I guess, or, you know, are already making, building a career to become a senator, whatever the fuck it is. But, you know, don't, talk to those people <laughs> you know uh, you can you can choose who you get to talk to and your 10-year reunion hopefully you'll have some old friends from school there and you can reconnect with them and uh sort of self-select like bounce around as if it's a wedding if i'm at the harvard 10-year reunion and i start you know get into a stuck in a conversation with someone who works at a hedge fund and you know is just uh, making money and that's the point and uh i have no problem you don't owe these people anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't owe them a long conversation. Um, also, who fucking cares? Yeah, what they who think? cares? Who cares At what the they think? The That's exactly the right. The comparison game is a losing battle. Unless for you. Even the most successful people. Yeah, unless you're talking to someone and you want to sort of utilize them to help your career forward or possibly get an interview from them or have them connect you to someone. <clears throat> You're not, it's it's fine to just be like, I don't want to fucking talk to this person anymore and be like, oh, I got to run to the bathroom. Bye. Why don't people use the bath? I use the bathroom excuse all the time. Mm -hmm. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to run to the bathroom. I was just running to the bathroom. You mind if we reconnect later? They know we're not going to reconnect. I'm, and I'm out of there. So long. Sorry. You, you just didn't, you just sucked. Yeah. And in order to kind of play the less than greater than game, you have to participate. Yeah. So if you don't participate, there's no contest occurring. Right. So if yeah. And I'm also sure that this person who wrote in is probably selling themselves short and has a lot to offer and has done incredible things. Totally. But again, That's it's why they're so great. This isn't supposed to be like a career networking thing. Also, you know, you could use that time, your 10-year reunion to just like take a tour and walk down memory lane and go by your old dorm and it's not just about uh who's got what now. A friend of mine, Longfellow House yeah. National Park site. A, a, a very dear friend of mine has a great uh, has a great thing. He's determined. You know this guy. He's hilarious. Um, and he he has a we we have a friend, another guy we know who is you know one of the most sort of on track people uh, that we know, and always was that way. Uh, basically knew they were going to get into Harvard and then knew from Harvard they were going to go into finance for two years and then knew from that they would go to Harvard Business School for two years and then knew from that they would, you know, get married and then have kids. And it's like, he calls it the, that person's name, race to the grave. <laughs> the Giulio Gallarati race to the grave where you're not even thinking about you're not even leaving yourself room to question Racing your next game. move yeah you know you are so set on running the race of life that you will die without even realizing what happened mm -hmm. 
And there, I don't know that there's a sense of accomplishment at the end of that because you, you, there's a lack of surprise. There's a lack of imagination. There's a lack of diverting off the course. And oh my God, remember that time I spent a year in, you know, Turks and Caicos on a sailboat? Like what? That was crazy. Or, you know, I went to Thailand and taught English. Like, man, I never thought that would happen. What a formulative uh, diversion that was. Those things don't happen to these people. Mm -hmm. And um, for anyone who is still questioning what they want to do with their life uh, 10 years out of college, I commend you. As long as you're not like, you know, hemorrhaging debt and putting yourself really under, you know, really fucking your life for for long term. uh, I I think that's that's absolutely fine and, and commendable. Try to make enough money to pay rent and and you know sock some away if you can and just keep uh, keep guessing and keep trying and hopefully you find something that fits. Totally. All these people who seem to have figured it out, you'd be surprised at how many people haven't so much figured out figured it out as have just refused to ask themselves harder questions. They have never allowed curiosity to enter their brain. And they've ignored those voices that said, what if I did this? Could I be happier? What if I tried that? Uh, and, and they just kept their blinders on and thought that there was a, a, a premium subscription to life, which if they follow these certain steps, they would not fail and everyone else would think they had succeeded. And there's truth to that. And I'm not saying that, that, there, that there's, that's wrong, but I can say that as someone who's 10 years out of Harvard, I thank God every day that my life didn't work out the way I thought it would. That I did have stumbles and missteps, which set, which sent me on different tracks, and you know, allowed me to have uh, to to try to like uh, improvise in the kitchen a little bit, so that the meal that came out of the oven wasn't you know what I in, intended to cook originally. But by God, it's still delicious if you're willing to appreciate something that doesn't taste the way you thought it might. Absolutely, dude. All right. That's all I got on that. I'm a little preachy. I get a little preachy, but uh, yeah. Um, but dude, good stuff. Good luck at the reunion. Um, and yeah, that's it. Oops, the podcast. Uh, what do you got coming up? Boston tonight? Uh, Boston. Yes. Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> home of Paul Revere. Home of Harvard. Uh, I guess Harvard's technically Cambridge. Uh, Laugh Boston. Three uh, Three nights. Thursday to Saturday. I hope to see some of you there. Tickets are at FrancisEllis.com. I'm very excited to be here. I fucking love this city. And uh, it's going to be great shows. So come out. Awesome. Yeah, I have a bunch of stuff coming up in the summer and the fall. Dates uh, will be 